0: This week on the Big 3 On Fire Edition podcast, it's championship weekend in Vegas. Who's going to take home the trophy? Kmart and the undefeated trilogy? Or league MVP Rashard Lewis and the three-headed monsters? Plus, we do a complete redraft of the first round. So, Junkyard Dog and Kwame Brown at one and
1: two? Let's go.
0: Welcome back to the Big 3 on Fire Edition podcast. Uh, I'm your host,
1: Sean, here with my co-host, Jimmy. How's it going? Uh, it's great. It's championship game, and man, was it a good one. Yep.
0: Yeah, this is our uh, last episode of the inaugural Big 3 season, and it was a fun, fun event, that's for sure.
1: Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. Brought out the stars there in Vegas and gave us a game... That we were hoping it would be. Yeah. Really tight all the way through and
0: uh, some clutch play. Yeah, absolutely. So this one took place at the uh, MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas. They uh, originally, uh, we had talked about it a few episodes ago, but originally it was supposed to take place at the T-Mobile Arena, but they ended up kind of making a deal with the uh, Mayweather camp to have them switch places. So they could, the T-Mobile Arena could be used for the McGregor Mayweather fight, which um, I had more fun watching this, I think. But that's also because uh, we're in Texas and we're all like drowning right now, and so all the power got cut out
1: <laughs> midway through. Yeah, it first was. I round. think.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say. I think it was like two minutes into the three-minute first round of the. Uh, McGregor-Mayweather fight that it just crapped out. We got to see all of the early rounds. There was no problems whatsoever. And then just after that. So we had to watch it on cell phones and shit. But fortunately for us, we got to watch the big three championship game with no interruptions. That was really fun. It was cool that it was on Fox, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Not quite sure why the... Third versus fourth place game wasn't broadcast, but... uh, Yeah, because it looked
0: like it wasn't even on FS1, so it's not like they played that one and then switched over.
1: Right, right. No, yeah, it doesn't look like it was broadcast on any channel. So uh, I'm glad that we at least got live the championship game, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. That was... It was awesome. I mean, everyone was pretty much just playing, uh, like, Rocky reruns and shit all, all day leading up to the fight, so, you know, hopefully they weren't competing against too much...
1: Yeah, and if you guys were wondering, we did watch
0: all of the Rocky movies. Yeah, all of the damn Rocky movies. We watched this, and then it was like nothing but Rocky movies for the next three or four hours until um, the, the Mayweather fight undercard started. But we're getting into big three now, and actually after we do <laughs> our kind of um, our recaps of the two games, we're going to do a redraft of the first round. You know, we've gotten to see how... The season has progressed, how some of the teams have gone and the players and everything. And we thought it'd be fun to kind of shake it up and see where certain players could have ended um, if they were drafted earlier. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So as you guys know, uh, both teams start out with two captains to start the season. And then they draft the remaining players in a snake draft. Mm So what we're going to do is we're just going to draft the first round uh, to complete the teams with three players.
0: Yeah, I mean, because if you go down there, so there's 24 picks total um, and a few undrafted players. And, I mean, really, I think the first round is the most significant. I would say you could probably get to the 12th pick overall where they they were actually... Like worthwhile players, you know, and then it kind of everyone's almost interchangeable for the next
1: half. So, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, think, I think what you're saying is the uh, we can redo the draft, and the top 12 are impact players, and the yeah. remainder were all, yeah, yeah, absolutely,
0: especially because this is the league where you know your three main people it's that's the your core group is the big deal here um it's nice to have like a fourth person that can also chip in and everything but really it was crucial for a lot of teams you could see them kind of you know sink or swim based on what their core three players were
1: yeah and it's going to be interesting to see some of these um name big names that ended up being star players in this league that were drafted really late
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so we'll kind of get into a little bit more about what um, our different aspects were for how we chose these draft orders and why they should like a certain team should pick that based on the captains, that sort of thing. So we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, Right now, though, it's all about the championship game. Um, Yeah. Awesome event. There was a ton of celebrities and stuff there
1: tl baby
0: yeah um who else we had um There's 50 cent and uh dana white from the ufc league was there um, vander
1: holyfield was there yeah vander
0: up in that still had his ear and stuff so that was nice partially yeah yeah <laughs> um it was pretty cool though and you were actually saying uh we saw Lu there and oh, that's that right. That was pretty interesting, and you had read why he was there.
1: Yeah, a bit of news. Apparently, Ty Lue was there to scout Rashad McCants potentially for the Cleveland Cavaliers.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. That's that's, and that's that's a, that's a testament to what this league is. You know, if people weren't taking it seriously, it makes me feel better that you could see basketball people were taking it seriously. You know, like people within the NBA or that had played in the NBA. And I mean, you know, we kind of thought it was funny when Stephen Jackson was saying like. Yeah, I'll be back if I don't get back into the NBA, you know what I mean? He was really making a push for it and you're you're like, "Okay, okay." But you could really see it here, you know. These guys are really some of them have just really
1: shined. Yeah, I mean, if you would have told me that Rashad McCants had scouts coming to the championship game at the beginning of the season, I would have shit my pants.
0: Yeah, yeah. And honestly, it's interesting looking at the draft order and stuff that he was number 1 because the first couple weeks when Al Harrington was going nuts, you're like, yeah, all right. You know, I, I don't think he yeah, would have no, even been on our radar.
1: Yeah, no, I didn't see him as a, as a star player yet. But, man, did he develop towards the final <laughs> weeks of the season.
0: Yeah, he really blew him out. So um, we'll get into the 3-4 and four game. As we said, we didn't get to watch it because they didn't have it airing anywhere. So we kind of just going by the box score, play-by-play, and the highlights that we could find, um, you know, Seems like a, a pretty good game, especially, I mean, if you look at the final score, you wouldn't have thought because it's a pretty big um, win for the Ghost Ballers. But Deshaun Stevenson really, and actually surprisingly Jerome Williams, both of them really tried to keep power in this thing. Don't remind me. I know. <laughs> It'll be fun when we get to the redraft also. Top 10 player, Jerome Williams. Oh, God. Um, surprisingly for me, for power, is Katina Mobley just being a complete non-factor. I mean, three points in this game. I mean, he only played nine minutes. I'm not exactly sure why that was.
1: Yeah, something tells me that uh, he was probably—he may have been hurt. From yeah, the previous I Yeah, as say, those old bones, and, man. Uh, yeah, just wasn't feeling it this, this week.
0: Yeah, um— But you can also see the difference when Ghostballers plays against a team that doesn't have a lot of size. I mean, Mike Bibby was able to contribute 13 points. Ricky Davis went pretty crazy. He shot 9 for 16, dropped 22 points. Um, Ivan Johnson with another 13. He actually shot 6 for 7. That's pretty awesome. So, uh, yeah, really, Ghost Ballers just really picking it up. I think they were able to edge out the last couple wins... Mostly because of who they were playing against, I think.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, well, there's two things. It, to end the season, they kind of played two teams who were... Well, in one and three-headed monsters to end the season. It wasn't Three-headed monsters weren't particularly motivated. Yeah, exactly. And I'd say again, in, in this scenario, I don't know how motivated power was either. Especially yeah. with Catino Mobley only playing nine minutes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, pretty interesting. I mean, it's hard for them... Ghostballers, I think any team that doesn't have a lot of size, it's easier for them to take them on, you know, because they're fairly small. I mean, with the exception of what, Ivan Johnson, they're a fairly small team.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. And and you saw that in the first round of the playoffs where the uh, trilogy just abused Ghostballers. Yeah. Uh, But... Yeah, like you said, uh, it was an interesting game. And when they don't have, when the other team doesn't have size, the Ghost is a really good team.
0: Yeah, and and, and honestly, another kind of disappointment, Rasul Butler. He went zero for three. I mean, that's that's really unfortunate. He also only had, I think, eight minutes, uh, and we've just really seen him take a downturn since he switched to power.
1: Yeah, Rasul may be the biggest disappointment for the back half of this season. Yeah, uh, player wise, I mean. He really went from being a really solid player the first, what, I'd say four weeks of the season.
0: Yeah. To I would say his entirety on the Ghost Ballers, yeah, which was like week four or five when he switched finally.
1: Yeah, to being a complete non-factor on power.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, I think the first couple weeks we were kind of saying, well, now that he's on power, they kind of have to understand how are they going to split up the time between, like, Jerome Williams, Deshaun Stevenson, and Rasul Butler, so you think, you know, maybe that's it, but, I mean, he's been shooting just miserably, you know?
1: Yeah, uh, I'm not sure what the deal was with that, uh, or why the trade happened in the first place, but, man, did it really have the opposite effect Uh, it was intended, well, one for Rasul Butler, but I'd probably say the reverse effect for Xavier Silas, who really turned it on in the back half of the
0: season yeah. for the Mohawks. Those were like the two significant trades for sure because who was it they traded uh, I think it was um, for Rasul God I'm trying to remember it was uh, Moochie Norris was who Power got rid of to get Rasul. Oh uh, it wasn't that a
1: straight trade for Xavier Silas? No because
0: Xavier Silas was drafted by Tri-State uh, okay. And so, okay. but I remember the trade and I was like, oh, power's going to get infinitely better now that they yeah. got Russell Butler. And it just really had the adverse effect. <laughs> you know, it just didn't
1: work. Unfortunately.
0: Whereas Tri State, I mean, that was kind of interesting because I think Ball Hogs got a little bit better and Tri State also got better after they traded Xavier Silas. So That's true. Although I'll thought?
1: argue Tri State's was uh, a factor of. I think it was Mike.
0: No, was it Mike James? No, who was it? Um, I'm trying to think. Okay, so Xavier Silas got traded to Ball Hogs. God, I can't even remember who it was that they traded. Yeah, it was like Dominic Maguire or something really random like that.
1: Yeah, I can't. I can't remember either.
0: But um, it really, yeah, it really ended up working out for all the teams, the Xavier, Silas trade, I think ball hogs are still kind of ha- hunkered down by just not having a lot of size or anything on their team and really having only Xavier Silas as a shooter. But <laughs> with power, yeah, again, it was really disappointing that Rasul Butler wasn't able to find his place or really find any sort of shot in the latter half of this season. We were so excited for him. <clears throat> and uh, you know, to think that the NBA is taking a look at this league you know for possible scouting positions and stuff is is interesting to me too
1: yeah um but i will say on the positive side for for ghost ballers they really played well as a team yeah and they spread uh, out the points on this one yeah no and uh ricky davis who unsurprisingly took the most shots yeah. was uh really efficient though you gotta yeah. give him credit yeah and scoring 22 points and uh, bibby and ivan johnson with 13 apiece really both doing a great job i'm Honestly, it was just a really good team performance from Ghost Ballers. It mm-hmm. seemed like, and uh, like I said, we'll never, we won't be, able, we won't be able to tell until next year. But uh, it didn't seem like they were playing very motivated teams, though the back this past couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, and I think you know, with power, the fact that Katina Mobley barely played and was completely shut down to only three points versus his normal, you know, like fifteen to twenty. Her game that's a huge difference there.
1: Um, and I mean, Are you trying to say that if they hadn't given Jerome Williams the junkyard dog more time, power wouldn't have won?
0: <laughs> I, uh, maybe they should have just cut Katina Mobley and Rasul Butler completely out and only allowed Jerome Williams, just done Jerome Williams and Sean Stevens in the whole game.
1: I would not watch
0: that. Sean Stevens would be happy because he could shoot all he wanted because he does that anyway, but um, yeah, it was. Interesting though. I, I guess I didn't see this much of a blowout between these two teams.
1: Yeah, they were pretty much even the whole season uh, But yeah, like like we said if, if Coutinho Mobley not playing power doesn't really have a, a shot against Ghost Ballers because of because they were so even
0: yeah absolutely so uh, Ghost Ballers end up taking that one 52 to 39 which puts Ghost Ballers uh, ranked third for the season and power at four so that was a it was a, it was a pretty fun game. I mean, honestly, as inefficient as Deshaun Stevenson may be sometimes, when he starts lighting up the three, it gets everyone crazy, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. So oh, odd. I don't know why the uh, final standings have power in third. Do you notice that?
0: Oh, maybe they don't re-rank it based on that?
1: That seems kind of silly. But. Well, yeah, Ballers even has the better win-loss record. So, yeah. Huh. yeah, I did
0: They probably just did not... I feel like Big 3, once everything was over, they're like, okay, let's put out a championship video, then we're just not going to touch this website for a year. (laughs) Yeah, Which might be good for them, because they've made some really good tweaks on this website, and then other times it has been for the worse. So, um, getting into the championship game, however, we have the Undefeated Trilogy taking on the three-headed monsters, and... What a game it was. Yeah, seriously. It was awesome. I... I don't know if we've yelled at this much at a game
1: before. It it was surprising how into the game I was and how much I was rooting uh, for one team. I I ended up finding myself rooting for three headed monsters. Yeah. Because I really liked Richard Lewis and and MoMAD, with the exception of Kwame, of of course. But (laughs) yeah. I found myself really rooting for them. And I was really into the game. And I, I know you were really into it as well too not yeah. sure you were quite rooting for trilogy but
0: yeah I think i I enjoyed both teams so much this season so to see them because they played each other very early in the season, and that was when Al Harrington was just like outshining everyone in the league, you know? I mean, you had Rashard Lewis who was still shooting very well, but he wasn't as kind of outlandish as Al Harrington was, and so by the time they played each other, I think that first time I was cheering for Trilogy, and then this time, I mean, I wanted, I really didn't care who won, but I just wanted to see a really good game, so I was definitely more in the middle this time. It was going to be interesting to see Trilogy try to close out a perfect season.
1: Yeah. Which, um,
0: you know, again, I I really like both teams. I think, you know, there's just something about Trilogy that has more of that what I want out of Big 3. That, like, craziness and everyone's braggadocious and talking shit. And, you know, that I think is fun as hell to me.
1: I would agree with that, and that three-headed monsters, both Momad and Rashard, are very quiet players, Yeah, and Kwame Brown is uh, just clumsy. Yeah,
0: Kwame <laughs> Brown is quiet in all fronts, <laughs> all aspects of his game. Um, yeah, I think, and, and the thing is too, like you need players like Momad and Rashard who are quietly efficient and even way above average. Every game, you do need those players, but I think in an inaugural season when you're trying to really amp the, everything up and um, get people to start watching, having loud motherfuckers mm-hmm. like Al Harrington and James White and Rashad McKinnon and even Kenyon Martin, like the last oh. three weeks of the season out of nowhere, James just Martin going nuts, was the loudest. Yeah, uh, who played the least? Minutes. That's what I was gonna <laughs> say. he had zero stats, but man, he was talking like he was MVP of the league, and that was that made it really fun. He may have been MVP of our hearts. Though. Yeah, absolutely. Kmart was just fantastic. Because I remember we when we went in, to the one in Dallas, we thought, man, Kmart. I mean, he's been like really chill this whole season. It's kind of crazy, you know. Because in the NBA, he was kind of crazy and. He was just very subdued, and then it was after—it's like he was keeping it together to get the, that honor at the Dallas game from the city of Dallas, and then he's like, fuck it, I'm unleashing now.
1: Well, if you remember that game, James White just started yeah, pounding Mike Bibby. Yeah, and that's when Kenyon Martin started to—I think the flame was lit that Yeah, game. yeah. And, uh— Really started burning brighter every every game after that. Yeah,
0: yeah. And he oh I mean it all came to a kind of high point when they played Killer Threes at the very end of the season. Cause that is like the two loudest teams in the
1: league. Yeah, that was truly a spectacle to see. That was fun. But Yeah, he (laughs) He even managed to trash talk Chauncey Billups, who was not only not playing,
0: not involved in anything. (laughs) He was just like wearing a suit,
1: hanging out on the sideline. Oh, that was so good. He was also very non confrontational. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. To begin with. That was fantastic. Impressive showing, Kmart. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Like, please come back next year and be healthy for and not miss like the first four weeks. That would be awesome because I really would have, it would have been fun as hell to see him there. Every week, Um, so yeah, it was was a good
1: game though. As far as the game goes, uh, three-headed monsters got up to a pretty big lead to start off with.
0: I honestly, I, I mean, Jimmy and I were there, and at that point, I was kind of nervous for trilogy, you know, because you have one of those teams that just keeps sweeping through everybody, and then. But again, trilogy's whole thing is the first half. They that kind of
1: always. Yeah, that's why I wasn't too worried to begin with. Was because trilogy always digs themselves into a giant hole to start the game. Yeah. Why? You know. why <laughs> Especially the championship game. If there's one game where yeah. you're just gonna come out with fire, you would think this would be it. But yeah, uh, you would imagine so, but they did not. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, luckily, they were able to. Kind of dig themselves back by halftime. In fact, actually, they took the lead. Uh, twenty. They went. 24.
0: No, they did all of that. They were down. I forgot. It was like at least ten points. I think at one point it was twenty to ten, and three-headed monsters are up. Yeah. And trilogy fought all the way back to put them up by one at the half.
1: Yeah, that's Rash- insane. Rashad McCants started to get it going a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Al Harrington had a rough game, but uh surprisingly. Dion Glover of all people, yeah, got he put serious some time in this game and uh, was making a few buckets.
0: Yeah, and James White, I mean, he did well also. I mean, James White actually four for five for the night was sixteen points. Yeah, so, no,
1: James White with a, a pretty typical so- solid game for him.
0: Yeah, um, and, yeah, uh, I don't know why Al wasn't able to shoot much. I guess, I mean. Three headed monsters have a little more size than most of the other teams, and that seemed to be a big factor going towards the second half of the season.
1: Yeah, so what Trilogy tries to do is play Al Harrington as they're big. Yeah. And I think it's a little bit harder to do with Kwame Brown, who's, while well, we make <laughs> fun of him, uh, a reasonably mobile big. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, could really guard Kmart down, though, in the post. and didn't give him too give up too much as far as the drive whenever whenever uh, Al Harrington stepped out beyond the three. Well,
0: and I think also, I mean, you have for a trilogy as much fun as it is having Kmart talk shit and everything, he doesn't really do a lot to help the team on the court, you know? I mean, he played 14 minutes, which luckily isn't a ton of time, but at the same time that's 14 minutes that Maybe they could have had Dion Glover out there a little bit more, or something like that. You know.
1: Well, I think the real reason is because Kenyon Martin's been playing mind games with them.
0: <laughs> so he's like Devo, man. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. It, it was interesting, though. I mean, and another big surprise was Rashard Lewis. I mean, he so, shot five for ten, which isn't bad. You know.
1: What I'd say happened was it, it looked like uh, both Al Harrington and Rashard Lewis were getting doubled yeah. uh, quite a bit. And so I think that both of them knew that they were going to have to make the extra pass this game and, and really let their teammates carry them through.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, really good strategy on both teams.
1: Bro. Yeah, really both sides' team uh, came through for them. Kwame Brown uh, played really well. Dude, Sorry.
0: did you see Kwame Brown 100% from the field? Five for five.
1: Which is weird because I... I feel like I remember him missing shots, but maybe that's just ingrained in my mind. <laughs> yeah.
0: but, or there's bad passes. or.
1: But uh, it may have been that turnover where I think Al Harrington stole the ball yeah. and then tried to go up, and Kwame rejected. That was, a, that. yeah. yeah that was a,
0: a for sure a highlight. That was amazing. Yeah,
1: no, uh, Kwame really did the best he could this game, and, yeah. and Momad of all people, went off scoring-wise. Yeah. Uh, a little disappointed how the game ended ended for him, but you know, yeah, still a solid effort,
0: no doubt. And and I think that was another thing too is that trilogy. I think is such a big team that they weren't able to keep up with uh, Momon. You know what I mean? To just he's he, like you could. It was crazy to watch him kind of just slide in between everyone. You know, I mean it was it was awesome.
1: Yeah, no, it is. Crazy thing, I, I believe he's forty-eight years old yeah. and just, uh, you <laughs> know, out, keeping man. up with uh, Rashad McCants and James White, who are both insanely athletic.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, I mean, honestly, what you said. It, it, luckily, his size didn't really come into uh, a factor on the defensive end until towards the end of the game, when there was a, a pretty bad foul call, but. He definitely reached so, in. I think I probably would have
1: let them play it out, but... I think the worst foul call happened the play even before that, though, when yeah. Rashard Lewis was driving yeah. and got called for a charge. That, I remember that. that and then crazy. Trilogy got to shoot free throws off of that. Yeah. I, I That has to be amended next year because you cannot And shoot. they got the ball back. And they got the ball back. That was crazy to me. So... You can't have a charge and give Trilogy points and the ball. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, that rule's got to be amended. I think amended not even
0: year. free throws. You just That's a turnover. Oh, you know I, I mean?
1: absolutely. But uh, that rule's got to be amended next year. Because yeah, that, that but, really decided the game. Well, and the fouls
0: in general is a very, like convoluted way that they do it it's pretty crazy you know like sometimes you can get free throws sometimes you don't sometimes they're worth two points sometimes they're worth one other times like you get to shoot from the four and you know it's just like it's it's pretty crazy
1: yeah <laughs> yeah no so i, I think giving a better handle on the foul situation uh will definitely help this league next year yeah but in the end, you know, it was 46 46, and it was anybody's ball game. Very true. Uh, Rashad McCants baited Momad into a, a three point foul and yep. hit it. And it, it really looked like it made Momad hesitant on the very next play to get up and guard Rashad McCants and get in his face. And so Rashad kind of. Did a, a light push off, yeah, and uh, got a really open jumper and and drained it to, for the win.
0: Yeah, yeah, it it was like I said, it was one of these games where it was just the last couple of plays that yeah. that settled it. It was it was pretty nuts. I mean, it was anyone's game, and then it just seemed like all of it rolled in Trilogy's favor. At, you know, at once it was like once there was that um, the charge foul, yeah. then it was just this steamroll of until yeah, you're just getting it the rest of the time
1: and I'll be fair to, to three-headed monsters they kept coming though you yeah. know I uh, I yelled at Sean oh this game's over at least three times <laughs> <laughs> uh, when they both teams reached 40 points and and three-headed monsters battled back each time
0: yeah yeah I mean it, it definitely it was just unfortunate I think yeah, the the Aadorrov that that's how he had to end the you know the <laughs> season was on a uh, yeah. Like one a very ticky tacky reaching foul, but then you know he tried to make a point of look, see I'm not yeah. touching him, and then yeah. of course he drains it and that's it. So that that sucked that it was both of those for him back to back.
1: Yeah, but on the other on the other side, uh, at least Momad never dated uh, Khloe Kardashian. Yeah, it's so. true.
0: It's still time, both, right? Both, both win. She might be coming back to Rashad McCants if he gets into the NBA again. Well,
1: if Rashad McCants joins the Cleveland Cavaliers, <laughs> Tristan Thompson is currently dating Chloe. Oh, so. Jesus. Uh, well, well, so that's an easy have?
0: jump for her. She could just jump right back to Rashad McCants then. I would like to watch that reality show. Does she ever, that's the question. Do any of the Kardashians ever redate NBA players?
1: Uh, I don't think so.
0: I think they just move on. So Well, it depends. God.
1: Again, we're going to jump back to Chloe here because Lamar Odom and her might be still married. I'm not sure oh, if that divorce ever went through. Dude, Lamar,
0: dude, I know that things are rough for you right now. But it could be so much worse. I know. <laughs> You're just digging yourself an early grave, my friend. Like, there's a reason everything seemed to go to shit fairly quickly for you, and there that person is the person that you are still
1: married to. It's a curse. Rashad said it at the beginning of the season, Ugh. too. If it wasn't for Chloe, he'd be a $70 million man in the NBA. Looks like he's going to get his shot, but... Uh... It looks like Chloe's going to be there too. So we'll be interested to see next season how that works out.
0: Yeah, or if anything, when Lamar Odom joins uh, Big 3 next year, she can start kind of sifting through the Big 3
1: league. What if Lamar Odom joined the Cleveland Cavaliers? (laughs) Jesus Christ. That would be a great love quadrangle.
0: I I just feel bad for Lamar Odom. I actually like him. (laughs) I, per- I never really had a problem with him. And I just feel like, God, dude, you just got to cut the cord, man. And just, you know, like you got money. You, you know, you're coming back into health and everything. You know, just move on, you know, like write your swan song and like get the fuck out of there.
1: Same could be said about you, Tristan Thompson. So. Oh. Whatever, <laughs> chubby
0: bitch. <laughs> That's right, you heard me calling out Tristan Thompson right now. Um, but yeah, so it was it, like it, like Jimmy said, it was a really good game. It was a lot of back and forth. Uh, Three headed monsters never totally out of it until the last two plays. So, and. Really, yeah. not until the last, last play. So,
1: yeah, it, it was an overall
0: great game. Um,
1: exactly what I thought it would be and exactly what I wanted from the championship game.
0: Absolutely. You wanted head-to-head, going back and forth the whole game. Two
1: best teams all season.
0: Absolutely. And, I mean, it was awesome to see both McCants and of two guys that a few games into the season is when they really took off, close out at the top of their game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sean McCann's highest score for Trilogy. uh, Abdul Rouf, 22 points, highest score by far for Three Headed Monsters this game. So that was, it was awesome to see them go out on a really high note.
1: Yeah, no. Uh, And it was great to see the league go out on a high note too, I think.
0: Yeah, speaking of, so if you guys haven't seen the replay video, you can go onto the Big Three's website and they have a full recap video of the championship game. Um, the best part is, is the last 10 seconds of the video when Trilogy, uh, you know, after they pulled out the fifty-one forty-six win, um, actually Kmart started crying. I just want to say that. First of all, he started crying, which is really awesome. I mean, that made me feel really good, even better about this league that, you know, he wasn't here to just kind of mess around. He actually really seemed to enjoy his time doing this.
1: Yeah, it made us feel good while also Colin came out a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so they go back to the locker room and the funniest part to me is, is
0: since it's big three and there's only like five people per team to have them be in this big locker room and they're just like spraying the champagne But there's only like five people instead of in the NBA you know there's normally like 20-30 people because there's so many people in the, you know, involved right, in the team right. and shit and so you just have like five guys just spraying champagne all over each other and then Ice Cube rolls in to congratulate them they spray him with champagne he just looks at the camera and like holds up his arms getting covered in a fountain of champagne wearing a big three
1: cap and a suit uh, yeah, it was great to see Ice Cube in his uh, my first interview suit. Yeah. That, was, that was great. His Trump a little too big for me soon. <laughs> uh, but I, we're, we're happy for Ice Cube. We're happy for the big three. And it was a, a great way to end off the season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It was amazing. I, I don't know about you guys, um, but it, is, it was so much fun watching this. It, it, this is the perfect way for me to not have to watch baseball in between the end of the NBA season and the start of the NFL season so thank you Ice Cube so much for us not having to watch baseball yes thank all. you
1: for finally getting rid of baseball
0: yeah I'm sad that completely as a we have a what like a one week one and a half week time difference between the end of Big 3 and when the NFL season starts I mean maybe extend it out one more week that would be awesome I
1: don't know, college football starts this Saturday.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true, too. But for pro sports, though, I mean, I want want this season to take up literally from, like, the week after the NBA finishes until the week before the NFL starts. Just totally wipe out the aspect of me ever having to see baseball.
1: Yeah. No, I'm fine (laughs) with it. I'm, I'm not... I'm not going to fight against it. I
0: will say, though, I understand why they won't. uh, I I would like anything either way. I would just like a couple more weeks of this would be really fun. Um, Just because, you know, with the NBA season, you get months and months of it. You get 82 games. This one is literally eight games that decide how the playoffs are going to go. And then you have two weeks of playoffs and that's it. So I would like maybe one or two more weeks of regular season would be fun.
1: But, uh, I would agree only that except that um, I, I would be a little worried about how many games these guys can take really at this age. Because yeah. as you can see, I mean, Coutinho Mobley was just wearing down and uh, some it's a little tougher on some of the older guys.
0: Yeah, plus I think extending out a two-week tour, you know, like this 10-week tour by two weeks might be pretty rough for some of the players and just the league itself. That's a pretty big cost yeah um, but I do hope they pick a few different venues next year. That would be awesome. You gotta come to Houston, especially after all the shit that's happening in Houston right now, if they could come through around this time next year, you know, and give them some really fun basketball, I think that would be really cool to do it. So um, hopefully they'll kind of change it up a little bit next year do a different tour. Um, though they had a great turnout at every one of their spots. I think there was 10,000 plus people at every one of the stops. so that's pretty awesome
1: yeah no uh really good turnout really good fan interaction and uh I, I don't know if you guys have heard but uh fox just renewed their uh contract with the big three and we'll be coming back next season
0: oh please live games for the love of all that is holy give us live games that's all i want
1: it can be any lower ratings than what's on fs1 um sundays at that time
0: yeah i know right like sunday in the afternoon or whatever um yeah please that's that's all i want is just live games it was it's like torture for me to have to stay off of twitter all of sunday and all the way through the day on monday and i can't imagine you know if it gets even bigger next year it it you know it would be crucial to make sure the games
1: are played live I bet if Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett join we'll have live games yeah that's, that's what I'm that saying if you
0: actually get some other NBA all-stars on this thing that's yeah that'll be huge um, all right so yeah those are the rundown congratulations to trilogy a perfect season um, it was it was great man it was great to watch uh, three-headed monsters awesome all year it was great to watch them too so um, you know props for them. For really sticking in there, um, they only had two losses going into the championship game, and one of them was really it didn't mean shit. So they, you know, there was no reason to to fight for it. And then the other one was Trilogy. So, you know, two of their three losses throughout the entire season, including the championship game, was Trilogy. So
1: yeah, yeah, great best best two teams by far this season.
0: Absolutely. So I can't wait to see what we got in store for next season and. Actually, speaking of, we're going to jump into our redraft of the first round because I know we've talked probably every week about how things could be different through injuries or if you know one team had another big man or something like that. A lot of these teams, uh, I think the biggest difference between three-headed monsters and Trilogy was just... How things worked out for a lot of the rest of the teams, Um, whether it was they just were missing one person, you know, or something like that. You know, it was you could really tell because some of them made a good push at the very end of the season. No one except for killer threes really got just utterly destroyed all year. And for killer threes, I mean, Chauncey Billups didn't play
1: most of the season. So, yeah. Um, I'd argue ball hogs also we're, <laughs> were not very good. Yeah, that's but, true as well. So what we're going to do here is we're going to keep uh, both captains of each team yeah. on the original team. And we're going to draft the available players who were drafted uh, in the snake draft. And we're going to decide who would have gone in the top eight slots. But what we're going to do is... We'll probably pick a few players based on need more. So, if a player, if one of the captains is already a point guard, we're not going to draft another point guard yeah, in the absolutely. first round. So, uh, keep that in mind when we are go. This isn't exactly uh, yeah, it's not best just like, eight players. Yeah. It's a who has the best eight
0: fits. Yeah, absolutely. So, if you do want to see who we had, well, I guess as uh, midseason MVPs, um, you can go check that out. Uh, I think it was episode four four at the end of episode four we did you know kind of our rankings of who our top favorite players were so that was pretty cool um
1: did we end with richard as, as a mid-season mvp or was it um, al harrington
0: i think we picked richard lewis okay i think we ended up well so, we each did we each do it i
1: can't even remember i was like <laughs> i like don't six remember, weeks ago, I can't remember this. but um uh, Either way, we, we were on the right Also, path.
0: congratulations, to Rashard Lewis, MVP.
1: Yeah, full so, season MVP. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, I mean, good for him, man. Um, yeah. I think with Trilogy, they kind of just all carried their weight, you know, yeah. so there wasn't a huge standout there. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, and it's hard to say. I really think it would have been between Rashard Lewis and... Um, God, I don't and know.
1: That, yeah, I, Rashad was pretty, was pretty much the standout. Yeah, so exactly. I, I, I mean, was really you much. could say
0: Steven Jackson because of his points, but again, his team did really poorly and he wasn't able to necessarily carry them to wins.
1: Yeah, so no. uh, Stack, so by far and away, the the MVP of this league. Yeah, because I was just thinking, I was
0: like, yeah. well, there's not really any point in redoing yeah. who we would pick as MVP because that. That was legit. I mean, he was up there. So um, right now, though, we'll get into our re-rankings. First, I guess I'll kind of go through what the original draft order was.
1: Yeah. um, And, again, we're going to stick with the original draft order that these teams uh, picked in.
0: Yeah. So I think maybe for this we can just go through, what do you think, like the first 12 just to, to list who was on there? Because some of these guys made a fairly big jump. For us, anyway. And I think uh, overall, they just did so much better in the season than they got picked in the draft. Um, but uh, we can just go ahead and read off. So, originally in the first draft, Trilogy got the number one pick and they chose Rashad McCants. Number two was Threes Company with Andre Owens. Number three, Killer Threes picked Reggie Evans. Four was Tri State with Xavier Silas. Number five is Three Headed Monsters with Kwame Brown. <clears throat> uh, number six, Power with Junkyard Dog, Jerome Williams. Number seven was Ball Hogs with Derek Byers. Number eight, Ghost Ballers with Maurice Evans. Um, after that, as we said, it's just a snake after, and it just keeps going down from there. We'll kind of tell you who, what they were originally draft at um, when we we'll redo it. But yeah. in the in our redraft, having the whole season taken accounted for, how their teams turned out, how they ended up playing. Um, I mean
1: so i'd say let's start with uh trilogy whose two captains were uh Kenyon martin and al harrington
0: yeah and so, so both captains are eliminated from draft contention so that we're not uh, going to list any of the captains or co-captains within our draft order
1: so we're going to kind of cheat a little bit on this one <laughs> i mean and, and in all honesty trilogy got the perfect first round pick rashad McCants was yep. Uh, again far and away the best player available yeah and uh, he really proved that towards the end of the season and in the championship game so I, I trilogy I, I think can go ahead and, and stamp them no regrets yeah which is funny because midway through the season when we did our player
0: rankings I we would have not had McCants at one I don't think you know no, I think yeah. I
1: think first round for sure but I, I would have said the guy who's who's after him uh, we would have ranked ahead of him but yep. Uh, well, uh, again, Rashad, just a really strong uh, close, and I think point proven by the fact that he is being looked at by NBA teams now.
0: Yeah, seriously. He so. just went nuts in the last later, latter half of the season, and yeah. it turned out to be just probably the best grab you could do. So, well done, Trilogy, on your pick, man. I, I Like I said, the first couple of weeks I would have been not necessarily iffy on it, but I don't know if I would have gone number one with him, so... Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, so for number two is Three's Company. That uh, one we kind of kept as well. <laughs> their uh, captains were Allen Iverson and DeMar Johnson. Uh, man, if they could have a redraft of their captains, that might have been better. Run, know, but, uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, I promise you guys. I feel there. like literally
0: anyone in the draft would have been a better choice than howling out <laughs> Allen Iverson on the team.
1: I promise you guys that we are not going to keep the same order after these next two. Yeah, but it
0: gets much different.
1: <laughs> but Three's company again hit it right on the head with Andre Owens. Andre Owens was fantastic. I mean, he was in the top three in, well, at top five in scoring points and rebound. Uh, scoring, assists and rebounds. Yeah. and you know, just a re- multifaceted player great defender, great leader. I mean, you really couldn't have done a better pick with the number two.
0: Yeah, Uh, I mean, you could tell he really... Um, stepped up into a big role. I mean, he played well all season, but once all that weird shit started going down Allen Iverson, you could tell Andre Owens was like, I'm taking the reins on the team. Like, we're going to keep – I mean, DeMar Johnson was their de facto coach after that. But yeah. you could see that Andre Owens was really, like, the heart of that team. Yeah. Really.
1: Andre Owens was the leader for yeah, all absolutely. And purposes. So, uh, again, top two picks – gonna stay the same they were just yeah. too good uh this year yeah because with this we also kept
0: all the teams in the same order so yeah. that's not changing so uh, i mean obviously yeah. some of the other teams could have definitely benefited from having andre owens or rashad McCants on there but um just for keeping yeah. it keeping some sort of uh order here we're just gonna keep all yeah. the same teams in the same spots
1: yeah so at uh, number three was killer threes Who will choose another player. Uh, (laughs) They chose Reggie Evans, of all people, at at number three. And not that Reggie Evans ended up being a bad pick. I I feel like he was definitely part of their core three. Yeah. Uh, You could have asked for a better player. Yeah, especially in the
0: big man category, which was...
1: Yeah. Pretty crucial.
0: Um, and so again, it, so like yeah. we didn't want to pick a point guard because even though Chauncey missed most of the season, you would have never known. So
1: So Killer Threes is uh, captains were Chauncey and Steven Jackson, yeah. just in case you guys didn't know. Yeah. And um, so we kept
0: it yeah. as if the captains did not get hurt or anything like that. We're <laughs> not taking any into that into consideration for this. This yeah. is purely just who they should have drafted differently. And you know, obviously, it would have been great to get another, you know, for Killer Threes to pick up another point guard if Chauncey was going to miss most of the
1: season. But. Yeah, we're, we're doing this as if the co captains didn't, yeah. didn't die or yeah. have brutal, <laughs> brutal injuries. But Jason uh, Williams. Yeah. So, uh, in, in any case, uh, our repick for Killer Threes, uh, we're going to go with a big man and we're going to go with. By far the best big man in the draft, I would say, is uh, Ivan Johnson. Yeah. From Ghost, well, who was ended up being drafted by Ghost Ballers at number twenty-two. Twenty-two, man, that's the third to last spot. Yeah, a giant jump for Ivan Johnson, but uh, I'd say he really deserved it. I mean, he finished in the top ten in scoring and rebounds, and really was a solid contributor for Ghost Ballers. And I'd, I'd argue probably their best and most consistent player. Yeah, uh, he
0: actually also did top 10 for assists. Really? For a big man. Like, that's pretty terrible. Yeah.
1: No, Ivan Johnson was a solid all-around player yeah. uh, this year. And I'd say I'd, I, I'd even argue that he was the third best player available in this draft.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, even if you didn't, Regardless, if you just so, ranked them straight right. up. Yeah, he was uh, a crucial element in this one, especially for... Uh, A draft, I think, was kind of limited on big men, you know what I mean, or at least quality big men. Ivan Johnson, top of the pack for that.
1: Yeah, I'd say when you were choosing big men uh, after him, you kind of either got defense or rebounding or or scoring, and uh, Ivan Johnson was really the only one who brought all three to the table.
0: Absolutely. So. Um, for number four, it was Tri-State's pick, and originally they picked Xavier Silas. We kind of switched it up. Um, same kind of position, though, but we went with uh, Mohamed abdul Rauf, which uh, for how he played on three-headed monsters, Tri-State could have really used him.
1: Yeah, so Tri-State's captains were Jermaine O'Neal and Bonzi Wells, So they were kind of set in the big man and forward positions, and they really needed some help as far as point guard goes. Yeah, Um,
0: and facilitator, man. He was, you know what I mean? He just was so good at moving the ball around.
1: Yeah, no, and Momad really, what, spaced the floor, uh, great shooter, uh, solid distributor, uh, really would have been a great fit for Tri-State, and uh, was really the player they needed. Even yeah. though Xavier Silas, well, although he was traded, was a solid player after the trade, um, really was not really quite at the level that uh, Momad was.
0: Yeah, and he was definitely more of a shooter. and You know, he wasn't as much of, like, the yeah. leading everyone. So
1: Xavier Silas, more of a scorer. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
0: Um, so after that, we go to the three-headed monsters with the fifth pick, and this would have been really interesting to me, is we put James White... At number five, he was originally drafted by Trilogy at number sixteen. Turned out to be just a fantastic pick for Trilogy as well. Trilogy just like killed it in the draft.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I
0: just no one I think was even close. Um, but James White on Three Headed Monsters would have been really interesting.
1: Yeah, no, that would have been a very interesting pick. I would have argued that they should well. So, just to start off with, three-headed monsters captains were Rashard Lewis and Jason Williams. Yeah. So, uh, we would have had James White play more of the forward position yeah. and push Rashard down to the big man. Yeah. Which he he played uh, a bit uh, this year, when, especially whenever they wanted to sit Kwame Brown. Yeah. Which they did a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but... Um, Yeah, no, I I think this lineup with flexibility would have been really interesting to watch for Three-Headed Monsters. It's kind of what Trilogy shifted to, although Al Harrington's a little bit uh, stockier than Rashard. But Rashard stands probably about 6'10", 6'11", and I'd argue probably has over a 7-foot wingspan. Oh, absolutely. So uh, could have really held his own down there.
0: And I think, I mean, he them losing Kwame Brown and having to put in Richard Lewis in that spot, I don't think they lose much. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, no, I,
1: I'd argue they game more I, on like the uh, point from side
0: than then they do with losing a big Also, James White and Coach Gary Payton. Can you imagine? Like, th- that would have been, you know how we said three-headed monsters was like that quiet team all year? I mean, obviously, except for Gary Payton. But then he, James White would be that player that... Would just be screaming at everyone. He'd be what like Al Harrington and Kendall Martin were doing for Trilogy or, you know, any of those other teams. He would have been that player.
1: Yeah, it would have been a match made in heaven.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, that was (laughs) ultimately, I mean, it's great that Three Headed Monsters ended up with Abdul Rouf kind of to help out, but yeah, that was, you know. Yeah. I think, I mean, you know, ultimately Abdul Roof just played better. He should have been up there higher, so.
1: Yeah, and but, in this scenario, he's he's gone, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: So, James White would have been a, per- I, that would have been, that I think more than any of these other that we kind of switched around would have been really interesting to see. Yeah. So, um, for number six, we have Power, who ended up picking Junkyard Dog, top ten player in the league, <laughs> Jerome Williams. Yeah, um. Some slight
1: regrets. We're going to change that one.
0: Yeah, no regrets on that one. So we're actually going to choose Xavier Silas for this one. I think as a point machine and kind of a playmaker, he could have at least given Katina Mobley a little bit of rest time
1: too. Yeah, so the captains for uh, power were Corey Maggetti and Katina Mobley. Uh, Corey Maggetti also immediately out. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, again, we're... we're Even without that, yeah. Yeah, we're assuming that uh, the captains are healthy and they're playing all season. So, really, they needed a steady hand at point guard.
0: Yeah. And a shooter. Someone that could shoot really well. It would
1: be a second scorer for uh, Catino Mobley. Uh, And Xavier Silas really did that. Because I think, you know, with the three of them, they could have moved the ball around enough to where they didn't need... uh, Uh, A distributing point guard. Yeah. And so Xavier, I think they just needed more scoring. And Xavier Silas really could have helped them out there.
0: I think Xavier Silas would be what we wanted Rasul Butler to be. Exactly, You know, and so um, just having them swap would have been huge for Power. I think that's where Power just kind of started to peter off towards the end of the season. Um, And you could just really see it. Yeah, so uh, Xavier Silas would have been exciting to see, and he's young. You know, he'd have been a really young guy on that team. Um, I think he's like in his mid twenties or something. <laughs> so uh, that would been mid to late twenties, I think. So that would have been really cool to see him just jacking up because his he had some crazy ass shots when he was on Ball Hogs. That was nuts. I mean, he shot some of the weirdest like fadeaway, falling down threes and shit that just went in and. He was really fun to watch. He was very um, explosive, you know, to the basket and stuff, too. So he, he would have been awesome to see on power that seemed to just really never play really fast and then just start to slow down towards the end of the season, you know? Yeah. yeah. Because, no, I like, mean, would... think about it. They had their biggest people were – or their biggest players or whatever were, ended up being Katina Mobley and Jerome Williams, who are, like, well past prime age. So –
1: yeah yeah no uh, it would have been it would have given them that extra boost that scoring jolt that they that they really needed, uh, especially as Coutinho wore, wore down.
0: Yeah, absolutely. now this one number seven, uh, we have ball hogs, probably uh, well, I guess technically they were like the second worst team in the league, but man, it really did seem like they were by far the worst team of the league. They originally chose Derek Byers while not a bad pick. It could have been better. So
1: uh, they Ball Hogs a point captains were uh, Brian Scalabrini and Josh Childress. Oof. <laughs> so they had by far the worst captains uh, of any team. So it Childress was really-, really
0: disappointed me this year. The first few games yeah. he kind of was like picking it up, and then
1: he just, I don't know, didn't really do much. <laughs> That's kind of how his professional career went. Yeah. Uh, but Good point. But, uh, yeah, so we thought Ball Hogs, if anything, Absolutely needed shooting. Yeah. Josh Childress is uh, a solid, a decent player, but he cannot shoot outside of, like, what, five seven. Yeah, yeah. So we thought uh, our pick, our different draft pick, was going to be Deshaun Stevenson, Ooh. who, as we talked about earlier, <laughs> likes to light it up from yeah. three.
0: He is not afraid to take all of the shots.
1: Uh, he's not always on, but, man, when he is, it... It can win you a game. Yeah, right? and I think... Not, that's not something Ball Hugs did a lot
0: this Yeah, season. it might not have helped their efficiency a lot, but I, it'd be hard to argue that they wouldn't win more games. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And from where they are, the
0: sky is the limit at that point. You know, when you end up at almost the total bottom. I mean, the only reason Killer 3s, I think, were worse than Ball Hogs is because two, like... Chauncey Billups played less than half the season, and Reggie Evans missed the last three games or whatever. So I think, you know, having a completely stripped team is the only reason Ball Hogs outdid them. Yeah, no, uh, definitely. So, yeah, we had Deshaun Stevenson on Ball Hogs. I think that would have been pretty interesting, though it might have been really frustrating to watch him shoot so much on a team that was not very good, because then (laughs) probably you'd ultimately blame him. But
1: they couldn't have been anywhere exactly exactly
0: that is the whole point of this so
1: um
0: number eight though so we had ghost ballers at the number eight pick who originally chose uh maurice evans while not a bad pick not a great one either
1: yeah very like lower middle
0: of the road here
1: so uh ghost ballers captains are mike bibby and ricky davis so they pretty she much needed. Small the, there. <laughs> yeah, so we pretty much needed, had to go with a big here. I will say this was the one that Sean and I came to the most disagreement on. <laughs> and I, I honestly don't think there's a right answer here. No. Uh, because most bigs uh, at this point are, are limited in, in some form or fashion. Yeah. So if we boiled it down to Reggie Evans or Kwame Brown, and we ended up going with Reggie Evans. He has at least one elite skill, yeah. which was rebounding, uh, which Kwame just did not bring any elite skill to the table. So and we really felt that, I guess, Reggie's rebounding prowess uh, was put in just a. a Tad bit ahead of Kwame.
0: Yeah, I think for the most part, they were fairly even across the board. I mean, if one was better in one thing, then the other one was better in the other thing. But it was yeah. all very minuscule differences Yeah. until you looked at free throw percentage. That, I think, Jimmy was arguing with me about it until I told him what the free throw percentage for Kwame Brown was, which was I, like 26% for the season. I had completely forgot about which that. Which is... And I, and I, mean, I don't even like Reggie Evans. I probably,
1: you know, if I had a choice, I wouldn't have him on this draft. But holy shit, dude. I will not have Kwame Brown on this team. Yeah, not, on that the, was, not on the first eight draft order. That It was bad. I
0: mean, Reggie Evans, not a great free throw shooter, but still I think he put out like 57% or something like that. So you, like, god damn, you cannot shoot in the
1: 20s from the free throw line, man. Come on. Just being a... An, average average free throw shooter, not even below average free throw shooter, you're going to hit at least 40% of your free <laughs> throws. You have to try to miss uh, that many shots to get to 26%. Yeah, and it's not like he
0: only had, you know, four free throws for the season or something. Right, you know what no. I mean? He had
1: quite a few. And this, we have a large enough sample size to determine Kwame Brown is a shithead. And he, like... would make Shaq blush, I think. Oh, God.
0: DeAndre Jordan would be like, man, you suck ass at free throws, dude.
1: I want you to know that Andre Drummond is approaching the worst free throw shooting big in NBA history and is above 40%.
0: And and I think the thing is, too, is how much more crucial free throws are in this league, where some of them are worth two points. So you are potentially missing out on, like, two or three points per series of free throws you have to take. That's crazy. You cannot miss that much.
1: Yeah. No, and why did it cost them in the end? Yeah. So (laughs) that's...
0: that. Way to go, Kwame. Yeah. So not only are we saying that you does not deserve to be in the top eight, Top eight. the first round, we're also going to blame you for three-headed monsters not winning as much as they should have.
1: Yeah, that championship was your fault. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, that's our draft order. Former number one NBA pick, <laughs> Kwame Brown. Michael Jordan uh, still has hope for you, though.
0: <laughs> I know. Hey, man, you could. You could join, uh, join the Hornets, bro. I mean, they had Dwight Howard, so it couldn't get too much worse, right?
1: You could have free throw contest with Dwight Howard. That would be something to watch. <laughs> Dwight Howard, they're like,
0: man, the Hornets really couldn't get anywhere at center. Kwame Brown, hold my beer. Yep. I'll be there. I'm going in, coach. Um, anyway, so yeah, those were our top eight picks, our first round redraft. I think, I mean, really solid. Honestly, all of these we were really excited about until you get to eight. And again, that was because. You know, we probably could have picked someone else, but ghost ballers really needed a big mend considering who their two captains were. So yeah. I think Reggie Evans is probably the best they could have gotten in that situation. Though, I mean, free throws aside, Kwame Brown, it almost would have been an even swap. So, you know, do with it what you will, I suppose. Maybe if uh Big Three figures out their whole free throw situation next year, it would be more it would be Less worse to have uh, someone that can't shoot free throws.
1: Yeah. Uh, maybe if Mike Sweetney found the salad bar, <laughs> uh, he would have gone higher. But
0: You know, I'm going to argue that that might have been the best facet of his game was that he was fat.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I, I'd say, though— Maybe he needs to
0: bulk up. Maybe that's his problem.
1: Well, I, I think what happened is we caught him when he was just putting on mass. And oh, okay, so. That's right. Yeah, he's going oh, to yeah, cut it all down. All that weight gain 2,000, He's yeah, going to cut it all down. Yeah,
0: yeah. He's going to get shredded in the <laughs> off season. That's for sure. Um, anyway. <laughs> that is a great way to end our final podcast. Uh, uh, one last dig at Kwame Brown and another dig at uh, Mike, Sweet. Mike Sweetney's amorphous body. <laughs> and his
1: beautiful breasts. Is-
0: yeah. <laughs> Man, Boris Diaz is shedding a tear right now. He wishes he could do that. He just drinks too much coffee, bro. You can't get that fat with that much caffeine going through you. So, believe me, Boris has tried. Um, anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you know, This has been an amazing season. I honestly have had so much fun watching every game. Doing the podcast has been great. All of y'all's feedback and questions has been just awesome to have this much, I don't know, like interaction with everyone. To do this podcast. Everyone that watched Big Three has seemed to just absolutely love it. I haven't seen anything on Reddit or anything like that where people just did not like what was happening. And I'm hoping that next year more people will cover it. That has been, I think, the biggest disappointment for me was how little coverage it got, considering how big basketball is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think ESPN was purposely trying to not. Uh, cover it, yeah. but uh, ESPN is
0: very not down to move forward with things. I mean, I've had this entire discussion about how much yeah, pushback they gave for esports, yeah, and yeah. now they just they're going all in on esports now. I mean, they're like three years behind the curve, but so maybe next year.
1: I mean, that that's that's always been their flaw, though, yeah. So, uh, shout out to Bleacher Report, though, for giving some decent coverage uh, throughout the season, yeah, uh. Except, Except for a uh, top ten list, but you know, everyone still makes mistakes, for you, bro. Everyone still makes mistakes. Uh, but Bleacher Report did, did really did a good job uh, at least coming out with a, an article a week uh, about yeah. the big three and even a couple of uh, in depth uh, interviews and and some some good some good articles uh, covering the, the league.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so I'm I'm stoked to see what. Can happen next year It's all up from here You know So I'm I'm excited I cannot wait We'll probably I mean Depending on how much Off season news there is We can maybe jump back in And do an episode Talking about You know If there's some really good Players that are talking about Coming and everything Um, Other than that We've also talked about We might start doing Turn this into Just a basketball podcast So we'll start talking about NBA stuff As we get closer To NBA season Um, You know We'll be reaching out To everyone on Reddit See what you guys think any feedback is a great feedback. So, uh, yeah, I just love talking about basketball, and this has been a great way to spend the summer.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, um, Ice Cube. Yeah, way to go, man. Yeah, yeah, you really bring did. us in.
0: I might be out in LA soon, so you know, hit yeah, me up, yeah,
1: bro, uh, slide let, in my DMs, dog. Let Sean know what your thoughts are. Uh, let us know. I also want to see some thoughts while I'm out in LA, so. Let us know when you want us to start covering uh, the big three officially.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Uh,
1: we're we're open to it. I mean, yeah. we're free agents right now. We have a lot of suitors, but uh, yeah, you know, give us a holler. We'll
0: have to do. We'll have to do an episode of the of uh, the podcast called the Decision 20, <laughs> 2018. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we might have to take our towns to South Beach. I don't know.
1: Yeah, Ice Cube. Uh, you better hurry Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: anyway thank you guys so much this has been an awesome season we'll definitely be keeping in touch um, you can follow us on twitter at big3onfirepod on or you know check us out on iTunes leave a review that would be great move us up the charts a bit um, also check out the reddit page for reddit.com slash r slash big3 you can get all the news up on there those guys have been great they run that page so well so that's been great and uh, we'll let you know, keep you informed as to if we're going to do a basketball podcast or not. And have a great, I was going to say summer, but <laughs> have a great fall, you guys. Enjoy the next week where there's literally nothing on but baseball.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, if you guys aren't into football, it's only two more months until basketball starts. Yeah, we're under
0: 100 days now. So everything is wonderful. Monty Ginobili resigned. So, that's all you need to know, bro. Uh, Kyrie Irving and Isaiah Thomas trade official. Which uh,
1: breaking news. <laughs> it is official. So
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, but really, apparently, it was all because Cleveland really wanted Jay Crowder.
1: Yeah. Don't so, we all?
0: I mean, I guess it's cool they got Isaiah Thomas, too. Whatever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Cleveland's that. a fucking mess, dude. I don't know what to say. Again, though, on the positive side. Rashad McCants
0: yeah absolutely that would be badass to see uh the phoenix rise from the ashes um but yeah thanks guys and uh we'll definitely keep in touch so we'll see you soon thanks